Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis after a tough, tough loss at San Francisco. And we've said a lot of these similar topics before, but you do so many things right during a game, but sometimes in execution, sometimes the ball bounces funny, sometimes things happen, can't get into the end zone, turnovers, and and it was a it was a tough loss. It ends a streak of shutouts that go back to 2001. Um, and it was an important one. I know you know that, but uh, this one was tough because you did not play bad football. Yeah, look, I think, uh, you know, first of all, we're not happy with the result. No one is. Um, we don't like the result. And yet I try to look at these things with with, uh, uh, um, with a positive eye. There's There were some good things that happened, like there are in most games. And there's some things that um, that weren't as good. And look, there's some things that are out of our control as well. So we knew going in, the San Francisco 49ers are a really good team, one of the top teams in the NFL. And so we knew it was going to be a tough game. It was probably going to be a close game. Um, if if you just said to me, hey, we're going to hold them to 13 points, that have said we're going to win. Um, and we had opportunities to score. Look, we, we moved the ball. There were some really good things on offense. But you still have to be able to finish. And we weren't able to do that in this game. And, and as a result, um, we didn't win. Defensively, it felt like really they were able to get pressure on Garoppolo. And maybe not a sack all the time, but there was consistent pressure with four. And there were just a lot of things that, that, that happened. Again, like you talk about, you know, 13 points. They weren't nearly – they had been averaging 55% on third down they were at 38 percent now i want to get into the red zone because they struggled in the red zone one of three one of three goal to go which is you do your part defensively but unfortunately your offense was 0 for 2 red zone and 0 for 2 for goal for goal so it's it's this weird kind of uh dichotomy where you do it's it's got to be a full team effort it can't be just defense and it can't be just offense got to be both yeah, you, you have to play in all phases of the game. And, and, look, I know Sean used to say, listen, if if uh, 
if it's a low-scoring game, he's mad at the defense for not holding them even lower. And if it's a high-scoring game, he, he gets mad at the offense for not scoring more. So um, it's a team game. You know, we lose that we, we win as a team and we lose as a team. And, and uh, that's just that's the way it is in the NFL. And typically, you know, we've been a good red zone team. Um, even this year, you know, we've been a good red zone team. And yet you can't be 0-2 and, and, and expect to win the game. I know no one is harder on himself in these situations than Alvin Kamara. And it is something that we're just not used to. He only had two lost fumbles in his first five years and four this year. And I, and I was talking um, last night on the, on the Saints coaches show. And I just don't think there's going to be anybody. You don't have to, you know, reprimand or talk to Alvin. Alvin's going to do that to himself, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, no one feels worse about uh, – you know, a fumble or a bad play than than Alvin. And look, all of our players are like that. This this is not uh, uh, this is a group that cares. They care about you know winning games. They care about making good plays. And no one feels worse about making a, a mistake than than the player involved. So that that's you know that that's just professional football. And look, some of it is is uh, you know circumstance. You know, Fred Warner is is one of the best in our league at punching out. Uh, top-down punch-outs in terms of uh, the ball carrier, and he did that to Alvin. Alvin's aware of it, um, just got caught in a bad spot. Um, and then the and the uh, last play near the goal line is, you know, the, the uh, safety put it, puts his shoulder pads right on the ball, and look, it happens sometimes. It's, uh, we don't like it. Um, as you said, it's very unusual uh, with Alvin, but it happened. And, and look, we've got to be able to you know, pick that up as in terms of the rest of the team, and and uh, and not let one mistake or two mistakes, you know, deter you from from winning. We had other opportunities, and and we just didn't uh, we didn't cash in on them. Nice pass from Taysom Hill to Chris Olave. I'm not going to ask you anything about penalties that would ever get you in trouble. I'm just curious about what they said, what the officials said on the Olave catch. I'm not saying you have to say whether it's good or bad, but what was their explanation for that overturn? Well, I haven't heard that yet. I think it was a catch. That's just me. Um, no, 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 no. Catch. It's not just you. It's not just you. <laughs> I can assure uh, I, you I, I don't really understand how it could be overturned, even if it was, uh, you know, questionable. Look, there, there's some things that are out of our control. Um, I feel like, you know, Chuck Notch used to tell me and used to say, Listen, I know that over the long run it evens out. I just don't know that I'm going to be here over the long run. And so that's kind of the way we're feeling right now is that supposedly these things even out over the long run, but we're not feeling like uh, like it is. And the way it's kind of worked out, it's been different. I'm trying to go back to maybe even as far as the Monday night Baltimore game, which would have been what, week eight. And so the, at that, for whatever reason, because of the way the schedule had played out, the NFC South each weekend had pretty much taken care of itself. Like you knew by the time you played Baltimore, maybe even the Thursday night game with Arizona, and then because Tampa played in uh, Germany and because of the, the late, you've always kind of known kind of where what you needed to do and, and where things stood. And that's got to be just even more frustrating because as you were playing, you knew that Atlanta had lost. You knew that Tampa had lost it to Cleveland on the road and just working so hard to try to take advantage of it and just not able to do so. Well, look, I 
I don't really think that impacts the any one of these games. I mean, we'll, we're we're trying to win every game, um, regardless of what the rest of the teams in our division do. Look, we're fortunate enough that we still have a chance, right? And we do. We're fully aware of that. We've got lots to play for uh, over these last five games, but um, it doesn't really change what's happening at you know during the during the game itself. We're trying to win it. Um, you know, guys are playing hard. Our coaches are coaching hard, and and uh, again, we're giving ourselves opportunities, but we just haven't been able to uh, take advantage of it yet. You are listening to the Saints Hour on this Tuesday night along the network. Back with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis after this timeout on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are speaking with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and was looking at the turnover situation just throughout, well, really just about Tampa. Uh, your next game, Monday night, uh, a team that you've played very well against both home and away other than that playoff game and, and it looked very similar just in a couple of, of ways if you look at the Tampa defense and turnovers they've only had two in the last seven games and the Saints defense and turnovers just two in the last seven games so it's it's kind of you know very, very similar in that route and it's and we know how turnovers played we talk about it every week and how it is the most important factor uh do you have any? I mean, it's it's kind of strange to me, even though it's been two different quarterbacks and different coaches, and just the ability that you guys have gone down to Raymond James Stadium and played so well in recent years. And I'm not just talking about you know 2021 with uh, Dennis Allen. It goes back all the way to 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, things like that. 
Well, I, you know, I think, look, first of all, it's a division opponent. So we're very familiar with each other. And, and uh, you know, look, we've had a long stretch of continuity, you know, from 2006 until, you know, 2021. We had the same head coach and, and uh, same quarterback for most of that era. So we've had we've had the advantage of continuity and stability and, and they, you know, they've had a number of changes over that same time frame. So part of that is just circumstance, um, you know, relative to this team, you, you know, one thing they're doing really well is protecting the football and they're plus two in the, in the, uh, turnover takeaway ratio and, and we're minus 14. And I think that's probably the tail of the tape in terms of, of, uh, of our season so far. So we need to correct that. We need to get more takeaways. Um, we're, we're fully aware of it, and we need to um, protect the football. Let's say hypothetically, and this is a big hypothetical, that I'm a referee. Let's say I'm a good referee. How many times in a normal football game, I'll, I'll give you college, NFL, would or could I call illegal, you know, control, illegal touching five yards down the field? I mean, it. it how many? I can, how often can I call that in an NFL game? Yeah, I you know I don't know that, Mike. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to get in a conversation about the uh, about the officiating. Um, they have a tough job to do, and and for the most part, do a good job. So I probably I probably should stay away from All right. that. It was, I was, so, I was, and it I'll, was, I'll, let, I'll let you and the listeners discuss it. <laughs> all you want. It was it was a, it was a kind of a backdoor to see if I, I just because to me it's I will just say this and I'll say it. It's, it's something like you could call offensive holding every play if you wanted to, and you could call illegal contact five yards down the field every play if you wanted to. I think it happens so much; it's it's almost weird when they do call it. So anyway, I was I was I, I was it was a backdoor effort, and uh, I was just I was curious, and I'm also curious. Well, you, said, you said all that, Mike. I didn't say anything. You're of- right. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, believe me, I would never. I, I've told you this before. I will never put you in a position where you feel like you are criticizing them i'm only asking kind of what what in the first question just kind of what they had had told you now have you you've been around this game for a long time have you ever seen balls bounce up the way they do or have you ever seen quarterbacks like garoppolo be physically in the grasp and not just just fling it to the sideline but complete the pass it was just uncanny I give credit to them. I mean, I'm not taking credit away from them, but I feel like we're to that point now as we enter week 13 that sometimes the ball just does not bounce the way you want it to. Yeah, well, it's it certainly, look, when you're not winning, it feels like all the bounces go against you. And, and um, you know, when you are, when you are having success, it feels like they all go for you. And so, look, that that's, that it's probably an exaggeration um but you know when, when you're not winning and you recognize that the, your margin for error is small and that these games are coming down to one or two plays and you're not getting them um it's going to feel that way and so look I've, you know turnovers and takeaways over the years i always feel like they come in bunches and and uh um a lot of that has to do with exactly what you just said, the ball bouncing one way. It comes off the shoulder pad or a helmet of a player and, and bounces to your guy instead of their guy. And we haven't had a lot of that happen for us, and it feels like we've had a lot happen against us. So we've got to make our own uh, good fortune um, 
And, I, you know, I'm confident that we can do that. Uh, you know, one of the things that's been a real positive, I think, over the last few weeks is I think we've seen the return of, of uh, championship caliber defense. Um, and, and so that, that gets me excited and makes me feel positive. And, and I, I, see the, uh, I see our offense moving the football. Um, I see some young players uh, playing well and, and developing and improving. And so there, there are a lot of positives. Now, look, when you're not winning, you're going to get all the naysayers. You know, I'm sure Bobby and, and Mike DeTier, you know, woe is me, the sky is falling, you know, nobody's any good, et cetera, et cetera. I know that's going to be, the, you know, their mantra because, you know, that's what they think the fans want to hear. But from our standpoint, from my standpoint inside the building, I'm looking for the things that are positive that we can build on. And I think I see a number of those things. And I know you don't like to, um, you know, kind of pick out certain players because it is a team game. But we've talked about Caden Ellis a little bit. And Zach Bond last week had one of those games as well where he, you know, just was a little bit of everywhere. That was very impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, you've mentioned a couple guys. I, I see development. And Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor. I see uh, um, Tyron Matthew getting more comfortable and Marcus May kind of coming off an injury and, and and doing some good things. And offensively, you know, I think Cesar Ruiz has taken a huge step this year um, in terms of his play. And, and I see, you know, Ryan Ramchick had a tough season last year with all the injuries, and yet I see him, you know, back to the, the high-caliber player that he's been for us. And so there, there's a lot of good things that, are, that have been happening um, and and but they get clouded over when the result isn't what you want. Back with Saints Executive VP and General Manager Mickey Loomis after the break as the Saints get ready for Tampa Bay in Tampa on Monday night. And later in the show, we'll talk to another Executive Vice President, this one of Basketball Operations. David Griffin of the 12-8 and 8 New Orleans Pelicans will join us. But first... This time out on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Speaking with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, and we've talked about some players, and it was his first time in the NFL on the field, and that's Trevor Penning. And I don't, I don't know what one expects from a rookie offensive lineman to have to go into that kind of situation. Was it, other than the penalties, was it about? I don't know how he graded out other than the penalties. He may have done great for all I know. I don't know. You, you know, we get focused in on, 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 on the penalties. How, how did he do? Yeah, I think look, it was it was a, a, a first game. <laughs> That's what it was, and, and uh, probably about the level of performance you expect. You don't expect the penalty. Look, he got caught in a bad uh, uh, circumstance and ended up with a with a penalty that that really cost us because of the uh, the call on the other side of the field. But look, he'll develop. It was his first uh, uh, go round after you know being off for a long time and and hadn't had a lot of practice, so. I'm confident that that he's going to be the player we expect him to be. As you look, and we're getting ready to take a break and, and say goodbye to you, and, and at this juncture, sometimes the, the team that, that plays in the building next to you, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans, have had rough starts. And by the time football season ends, the Pelicans have been struggling. But that is not the case this year, and it's great to see because I know you're very close, obviously with Mrs. Benson owning both teams. Uh, to see them, and we're going to talk with David Griffin here in a little bit, to see them get off to the kind of start that they have. And you watch the excitement 
in the you know late spring, early summer last year when they just fought tooth and nail uh, to get into the playoffs? Yeah, look, first of all, it's 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 great to have them doing so well, um, winning. Uh, first of all, it takes a little bit of heat off us, uh, so we like that. I'd like us both to be winning, um, but I, I get excited about their team because of the traits and the uh, the qualities that I see in their players and their staff. You know, being smart, being tough, being competitive. Um, you know. It feels like they've got great team chemistry. They've got you know great leadership, and those are the qualities that we've we've we have in our building. And, and um, I'm excited for them. Excited for David. And I know how hard it, it's been for them and their staff, Willie Green and his staff, to um, get a young team. You know, turn turn the uh, the, the culture and and develop a winning program and and they're on their way they're not there yet nobody should be crowning them it's it's uh, they're 20 games into the season but man we sure like what we see so far and finally for for your team four and eight against five and six there's nobody above 500 in the nfc south it is what it is somebody's going to win the division and guess what somebody's going to host a game on a playoff weekend and i know it's been this one game mentality this season and that will continue i'm sure this week yeah look we just we just got to be focused and we will be focused on on the tampa bay buccaneers and trying to find a way to win a game on the road on monday night all right mickey we appreciate it thanks we'll be talking i know you're going to stick around we'll be talking with david griffin after this so thanks for your time as we kind of talked a little saints and we'll talk a little pelicans after the break all right mike Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. As we said, Mickey Loomis and Pelicans Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations David Griffin will join the conversation. The Pelicans winners last night over Oklahoma City, and they will wrap up November tomorrow night at home against Toronto. So keep it right here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone, to the Saints Hour, a special edition of the Saints Hour as we're talking both Saints and the Pelicans. On the phone with us, of course, Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager. He is staying around as we have David Griffin, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Pelicans. 
I'm the only executive, non-executive vice president on the phone, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make do with, with what we can. And we'll even begin with soccer, a huge game today for the United States to beat Iran one uh, nothing, and to, to stay alive. And I know it's, it's on a lot of television and it has been on a lot of televisions earlier today. And just give me, I mean, if you are a soccer fan or not a soccer fan, this is just a different animal, isn't it? Yeah, I look. Um, incredible. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. And and look, I don't know a lot about soccer, um, but uh, th- th- look, this, this World Cup and watching the U.S. play is is, is exciting, and their their uh, their skill and enthusiasm um, is pretty pretty fun to watch. I just think it's incredible to see the passion that people have for soccer in this country. And it's a shame you only get to see it every four years. You know, typically our women's team is carrying the, the banner for it. Uh, but Pulisic's goal today was big. I mean, they, they call him Captain America for a reason. That was fun to watch. Yeah, there aren't many events where one goal in three games moves you moves you through. Uh, but th- <laughs> this this is, is one of them. Uh, Mr. Griffin and David, we'll, let me begin with you. Uh, certainly great win last night at home, uh, beating Oklahoma City and because they had really come back to make it a very close game. You did so without CJ. You did so without without Nance. And that's kind of been somewhat of a of a backstory for this basketball team. First off, getting off to a much better start than in 21. But being able to win, you know, not every night, but being able to win without all of your stars there every night. Yeah, I, I think it's been good and bad. I, I think we've shown that we are good enough to win when we don't have our A game. Um, and at the same time, you're not really building anything towards the future when you're not getting continuity. So I feel bad for our coaching staff. They've had to put it together with bubble gum and tape. And I know, Mickey, you guys have had a very similar situation from a player availability standpoint. It's, it's really hard to build on anything when the rotations change all the time. And we're really proud of what our guys did last night and, and finding a way to win without four rotation players. Yeah, look, David, it has been impressive. You know, I've watched a number of the games, and, and I'm not sure I've watched any game where you've been at full strength. So um, I know how that goes. That, that, that's Look, it's difficult, but it's impressive to see, you know, younger guys step up and prove their game. I know Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and, and we're seeing more Dyson Daniels recently. And, look, I always pay attention to Trey Murphy because that's my son's favorite player. It's been his favorite player for a year or two, and, and yet, look, from the untrained eye, it feels like he is uh, taking leaps and bounds of improvement uh, just in one year. So I'd like to you know hear your comments on that. Yeah, you know, Trey worked really hard in the offseason, and all, all of our first and second year guys uh, spent an awful lot of time in town. Uh, Brandon and CJ got the team together twice. Uh, different places where they were all together working out and as a group but those young guys were leading that Herb Jones and Trey Murphy really led that from a um, first and second year player standpoint and I think you see the fruits of the labor for both of those guys and Trey in particular is doing some things that we didn't anticipate he would do so quickly you know he's converting uh, at the rim at a really high rate Um, he's starting to defend at a much higher level 
Um, he's learning how to stay out of foul trouble, which has been big for him. So it's fun to watch. He's got incredible athleticism, probably the quickest second jump on the team. And that's saying something on a team with Zion Williamson on it. Um, but it, it's been fun to watch for sure. And I like the fact that it's Sam's favorite player. <laughs> yeah. And um, look, you know, when you say fun to watch, it is fun to watch your team play. Um, you know, the, the, the energy that your young guys play with and and uh, um, just look they look like they they enjoy each other as much as they enjoy uh, the game of basketball and look it's gotten a lot of you know local attention it's certainly got a lot of national uh, attention because every time I turn on the TV whether it's ESPN or NBA today or whatever you know all those shows are, they're always uh, talking about the Pelicans and that's a, that's a little different this year and it's fun to hear no, I, I appreciate that, and it is. It, it's just a joy to get to be part of. And throughout the city, and Mickey, I've talked to you about this before, but you know, we've got more Grand Theft Alvarado fans in the city than maybe anybody else. <laughs> I mean, this team, this team has just captured the city in terms of the way they approach the game, the heart and passion they play with. You can tell people have an incredible interest in the team. I, I can't keep my tickets, which is good. But I think the thing that's really interesting is, from a national perspective, NBA TV and NBA entertainment would come to every practice of ours if they could. Um, the media coverage has been sort of insane. And you know this, Mickey, when you've got a young team trying to learn how to play, it cuts both ways. Sometimes the extra coverage is a positive because when the cameras are in the practice facility, you get a pretty good practice. And sometimes the extra coverage is, is not necessarily uh, welcome. So I think growing a young team under this much spotlight has been really interesting. And I'm just really grateful that we have such incredible human beings that the story that can be told about them and the coverage they're getting is, is yielding really cool responses from our fans. Yeah, um, you know, David, you and I have talked about um, a, a number of different topics over the years. I know, what, you know, when we first came here, when I first got here in 2000, one of our goals was to create a, uh, a culture and an atmosphere that um, players around the league would take, sit up and take notice of. And so, you know, one of the challenges of being a small market team is, is finding the right uh, culture so that free agent players and players in general want to come to your building. And man, it sure feels like that's happening with the Pelicans. Uh, it takes time um, and it's built upon winning, certainly, but it's also built upon cultures. Yeah, I think, and it's a, a great point, Nikki. I think it's, it does take time. And I, I think Willie Green and his staff have just done an amazing job. Um, that whole worm started to turn for us in terms of people's feeling about our team. Um, in terms of our talent level, it started quite a while ago, but it didn't really start to turn until Willie and his staff galvanized this group in the way they have. And it's been an awful lot of fun to see a group that's got the character ours has, has the competitive makeup they have, respond to a coach with a competitive makeup that Willie has. And so I, I think it's very much a part of who we are. We're, we're going to lay it on the line every game. And it was actually kind of cool. Last night, the pregame video that Coach Weatherspoon put together, uh, she had to scout for last night's opponent. And the video ended with the players getting to see Willie Green taking a charge when he played here in New Orleans back in the day. 
and uh, the energy he had when he took that charge and as pumped up as he got. I think you really see that in our players. And so there's a there's an underlying feel of it means something to be a part of this team now. And once we were able to get the word out and a player like C.J. McCollum wanted to be part of what we were doing and then re-signed to stay and Larry Nance wanted to be part and re-signed to stay, it started to really highlight the fact that Brandon Ingram made that same commitment to stay here quite a while ago. And he signed a five-year deal with no opt-out because he wanted to be part of what we were building from the very beginning. And, and that's led to Zion wanting to stay as well. But I really would give the credit to Willie in terms of bringing it all to light in the way he has. Well, look, I remember, uh, you know, Monty Williams telling me years ago and uh, talking about Willie Green and saying, hey, this guy someday is going to be a really good uh, head coach in the NBA. And um, sure enough, that was pretty prophetic. And look, it strikes me that, um, you know, in any team sport, if you have smart, tough, competitive people, um, you're going to have a real good chance at success. And, and I would definitely describe Willie Green as smart, tough, and competitive. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think we've been fortunate enough to build a staff that reflects all of those same things. Um, our assistant coaches are all very much built the same way. Um, we talked earlier about Trey Murphy and his development. Corey Brewer, longtime player in the NBA, came to coaching directly to us, and he has been spectacular from a player development standpoint and what he's done for Trey and instilling that competitive fire in our young players really can't go understated. And, of course, Coach Weatherspoon's been talked about quite a bit and her ability to do that. But Darnell Lazar is a player development coach who does a great job with that. So top to bottom, I feel like this this staff reflects exactly what we wanted it to, Mickey, and everything that we talked about in terms of that intelligence and, and that competitive makeup. Yeah, look, I understand that. I, You know, it's one of the... Um one of the traits of any successful team is having a great staff, and, and clearly you guys have that. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about Grand Theft Alvarado. And just, <laughs> look, I know this. When you when you discover a player, um, you know, that kind of comes out of nowhere and is a, is a significant contributor to your team, that's just like finding gold. And so talk to me about, about Jose, how that, you know, how, how did we come to find him? And, and obviously the coaching staff gets, gets uh, uh, credit, some credit for developing him, but, uh, and obviously the lion's share go, of credit goes to Jose himself. But talk to me about him. So Bryson Graham and Trajan Langdon uh, have done a remarkable job in the draft and, and have really, I think, led the way in building the roster in the way we have. And we focused on some really key traits, and we talked about it already in terms of intelligence and competitiveness. But we wanted players that are very representative by what Jose does. Now, Jose is, is engaged every minute of every game. And when you saw him in college, he was exactly the same way. Um, he's ACC Defensive Player of the Year at Georgia Tech. Um, and at the same time, he's the same size as everybody in our ticket office, right? So he's got a heart that's twice the size he is. And that's a Herb Jones kind of player as well. That's a Trey Murphy kind of player. That's a Najee Marshall kind of player. That's a Billy Hernan Gomez kind of player. And so we've invested in a type very strongly. But Jose is a guy that every step along the way, he just showed himself to be special. We, we have a, a scout that works for us um, 
on the road doing um, almost entirely just college scouting and not in the office, but just regionally. And it was his favorite player. And when we, when we ended draft night that night with Trey and everything that we had gotten done, the person he was most excited about was Jose Alvarado. And that night told us that kid is going to not only make the team, but play minutes and is exactly right. And I think it's just incredible when you have the amount of heart and desire he has and the amount of motor he has, you're going to find a way to succeed. And and that's what he does. Well, does he play defensive back? (laughs) 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 We can always use another one. I'll I'll take, I I would, I would take good odds that Jose will figure that out for us. (laughs) Uh, All right. We need to step aside, and when we come back, more with David Griffin, Executive VP of Basketball Operations of the Pelicans, and Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Saints, here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We were speaking with David Griffin, the Executive Vice President, Basketball Operations of the New Orleans Pelicans, as well as Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Saints. And that is the connection, the unique connection that that this team has with its fans now. Larry Nance has been auctioning his jersey off for every home game to help NOLA public schools, but he, he didn't play last night. And so who steps up but Jose Alvarado, who donates his jersey? So I feel like it started clearly in that that magical kind of playoff run to get, even get into the playoffs for, for a team that, that nobody thought much about and really captured the hearts of this city. And then things like what Jose did last night. There is a unique connection between the Pelicans and its fans now. Yeah, and I, I think that's, that's a great example of it. And we've had several moments like that. And again, when we were talking about the media coverage earlier, it's, it's why NBA entertainment loves our group so much is because there's a story of some magnitude that's very similar to that with almost every connection on our team. You see at every turn, these guys have each other's back and they care for one another in a genuine, authentic way. And authenticity being a trademark of, of Willie Green, I, I think a lot of it starts with Willie, but I also think it, it comes down to what Trajan and Bryson have done from a just a human um Concept, the way we put together the notion of what it takes to be a member of this team, they've done a great job with. And I'm just, I'm really, really grateful. You know, I've talked to Mickey about this in the past. Probably the most rewarding moment of my career was last year when we made the trade with Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander Walker going away um, in the CJ trade. And they wanted to go to the game that night to support their brothers. And they sat courtside at a game for a team they no longer played for. I've never seen that in sports. And I, I think it's the most revealing aspect of this team and the heart and passion they have and the love they have for one another. And I think that's why everybody's just so happy to be around them and to get more coverage of them. 
Zion Williamson, Mickey, you, you and I, when they had their media day, the Pelicans, we were in London with the Minnesota game, and I just remember seeing a, a clip, just one clip of Zion at the table, and I was like, whoa, he looked fantastic uh, from, a, from a shape standpoint. And then last night was his 100th game, so he is the fastest to get to 100, I mean, points, 25 24 points since Michael Jordan in 1984, 85, and 85, and 86. Now, Will Chamberlain's number one. Now, that his numbers are insane, so let's don't even go there. But for, for Zion to, to get that 100 now feels like he's got everything under him and behind him, hopefully injury-wise, in shape, looking good. I mean, that's that's just the whole the whole thing. It was a rough start, I know, from, a, from an organizational standpoint and hard to, to keep him out. But now it's paying the dividends. Yeah, I, I think we've been really fortunate also that, again, the type of person he is, he's, his game is naturally selfless. So it's almost comical he scored 25 points in that many games that quickly. Because last night you could see the evidence of him as, as a primary playmaker for other people as well. So his game really lends itself to making other people better. And it just so happens that he's incredibly efficient at the rim. And while I'd like to understand how Shea Gildas Alexander could shoot 18 free throws last night and he could only shoot one, um, I do think he has a he has a knack for getting on the rim in a way that very few players ever have. Well, that does surprise well, nobody, me. Nobody ever feels feels sorry for the big the big kid in the middle, right? They're not going to get any That's calls. Right. He gets he gets officiated like Shaq. Unfortunately, it's it's. It's really a shame, um, and I think that'll start to change as we continue to have success. They they tend to protect the winners a whole lot more. I wanted to ask you, and Mickey, please step in if, if you have something uh, specific, but I was curious about the Herb Jones play last night, the way the game ended. Obviously, I'm, I mean, it's something that you practice, but Herb doesn't know exactly how Pokosevsky uh, is going to line up. I mean, that's that's on Herb, right? Herb gets to kind of make that call almost like a like a like an up back and a fake punt. I mean, he he sees it and then makes the call. So, Mickey, I'm sure will have an example of this, and I'd love to know who you've been around, Mickey, that was like this. But Herb said after the game, he's never used that move in basketball before, and the bigger the moment, the more resourceful he becomes. It's an incredible play to really seal a game for us. And it just comes from innate basketball IQ. And, Mickey, I, I got to believe you've been with some football players like that, too. Yeah, listen, we, we, talk, we talk often about, about players that can um, solve problems on their own because it's not going to be the exact picture as it gets drawn up by your coaching staff oftentimes. And, and so when you have, um, when you have a player on, on the court or on the field, that can solve a problem that he hasn't seen before. That's again, that's like gold. And and oftentimes it's uh, you know the middle linebacker, you know John Vilma was that type of player, or Malcolm Jenkins was that type of player at safety. And we you know, there's been others as well. But um, it, it's it's in an, an innate ability, and it's it's hard to coach that, and it's hard to it's hard to identify it actually until you actually have someone in your building. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just so happy for Herb. I mean, of, of all people to have a racehorse named after him that's undefeated, it, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Not on Herb, <laughs> but uh, <he's> special. <laughs> well, it's Toronto tomorrow night, the 12-8 and 8 Pelicans against Toronto, 7 o'clock Smoothie King Center. It's interesting because 
Yeah, it's just a rough start last year. And this is the final question that I will have. And that is, as you look at this schedule, November, you had nine of your 15 were home, so six on the road. December, nine of your 15 are home, six on the road. But really that, that January, February, March, it's going to be some real tests because you're going to be on the road a lot. And this is going to be, you know, it won't be a, a young team at that point. And that, that'll be an interesting, uh, you know, part of the season for you uh, to just keep this keep this wheel moving. It's, it's always important coming out of All-Star break, too. So February um, into March is really a key, a key period for any team. But we started with 11 of our first. 15 on the road against playoff teams from the previous season. So they, they got us started quickly on the road. So we need to cash in here while we're at home, while we can, because it is, to your point, it's really important to do so. Um, because the scheduling gods don't ever do you any favors in the Western Conference. Everybody's, everybody's a real threat. So um, I, I think you'll see us continue to, uh, to really try to get things done here at home as quickly and as efficiently as we can. Well, David, um, look, I appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow night. We'll be watching uh, closely, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Mickey. Thank you as well, David. Continued success, Thanks, and uh, look, we look forward to many, many, many good times coming ahead. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. My thanks to everyone for helping out tonight on the Saints Hour, including Charlie Long, our booth producer, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, and Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations David Griffin. The Pelicans, they are off to a good start. The Saints, in desperate need of a big finish. It all begins Monday night, December 5th, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, the 4-8 Saints and the 5-6 Buccaneers. The Saints have won there in the regular season. They won there last year, 9-0, a shutout behind interim head coach Dennis Allen. They won there in 2020, 38-3, in 2019, 2018, 2015, 14, 13, 2012, and 2010 but a much-needed one in 2022 to stay close in the race for the NFC South. The Saints have five games left, but after Monday night, a much-needed Week 14 bye. Thanks for listening, everyone, to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.